So we got our next uh, presenter here at uh, the IQ, uh, Andrew Ginsberg of Loki. How are you doing, Andrew? Hey, how's it going? I'm pretty good, well. Good. How are you? So speaking, you got to speak into the mic. I'm doing the gestures and everything. But okay, You're bad Andrew. At the gestures. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So Andrew, tell us a little bit about Loki. What is it? How did it get started? The whole thing. Yeah. So Loki is a what we're calling a decentralized media service. So right now the media industry is broken. Right. We have the blending of advertising, investigative journalism, and social commentary, which, which has caused consumers to really distrust what's going on in the media, especially right now. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, so Loki uh, offers the ability for consumers to customize their experience. So we create what we're calling an event-based media service. So whether you're a media or citizen reporter, Loki guarantees that only people who are physically at an event can broadcast their perspectives through the Loki mobile app. Those perspectives are then organized through our proprietary software and displayed on our home feed. So those perspectives are organized into their events. So the consumer is then able to, with just a tap or a swipe, view a live event in its entirety through any perspectives they choose through any reporters that they choose. So, okay, so this is, um, I'm gonna say, I'm trying to I'm trying to conceptualize this right. right. So is this kind of like a blend of what happens in Snap Snapchat right, where you're where you're seeing the event, you're strolling through, people are doing their thing, but for reporters and for the media, kind of the journalist, like a a, a, a um, I guess you can say like a, a verified journalist. So so we're taking what Snapchat's doing with our stories, right? Like yep. the, you can see an event and tap through it. Yep. And what Facebook Live is doing with citizen reporting in the democratization of a media reporter broadcasting through Facebook or an average person broadcasting through Facebook. Okay. And we're doing what Snapchat does with the event aggregation, but we're doing it with live streaming. So you can view an event in its entirety and you can see previews of the perspectives and angles of the event you want to see before you even enter into it. So you can literally swipe left and right across the screen and oh. switch to different angles of an event. So you so you just have like an option of what where yes. you, you could you're like in the crowd exactly. you can choose where you want to be in the crowd. Exactly. As someone who loves like music festivals and like concerts mm-hmm. and like always like I'm always trying to fight to be up front, that would be way easier. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just staring at a screen and you're not enjoying the festival. I can do both. <laughs> oh, but, but but this is for people that's not at the exactly. event. Right, right, exactly. exactly. Okay, so I just shot myself in the foot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um Okay, so so the the reporter is it is the perspective just the like the idea of the perspective is it just where the view is or is it also the reporter and the person that's because because I, I assume somebody's gonna be talking over it or kind of like saying what's going on and that kind right. of stuff is that part of it's it? It's both, yeah. Okay. It's it's absolutely both. We include audio and video and and we want to hear a blending of different people's points of view, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole philosophy. It's the idea is that there is no objective reality. Everyone has their own perception of reality. I'm getting very philosophical. On you. <laughs> so, so if people can access different people's perspectives, you can gain an overall more objective understanding of what's really going mm-hmm. on instead of listening to one very biased perspective that is being paid to display that perspective in a very particular way, which is what traditional media is yeah. doing right now. It's actually kind of funny because, um, again, uh, it, like this whole day has been about podcasts. We start with pod stories and everything like that. But uh, Invisibilia, one of the podcasts that uh, um, they just had a, a two-part series on reality, right? Mm-hmm. And it, the whole thing was that. Somebody, the the people, two people that ha- that are at the exact same event, the exact same thing happened to both of them, 
view it completely differently. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the way they the, the narrative that they tell about the the whole the, the whole event is completely different, and it, it's unbelievable. And so I, this is interesting. So exactly. it's kind of getting into other people's head. And exactly. Everything like that. Exactly. And, and it's showing the world. We're trying to prove to the world that we're not. This isn't binary. You're not either conservative or liberal. You're not either right or wrong. Everyone has a blending of different points of view, yeah. but we're stigmatized by society to think that you have to follow the pattern of what label, everyone else we, is we doing. We put labels on each other, yes, right? Exactly. exactly. I'm la- what is a label free podcast? Yeah, it's, right? it's bringing back. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got a few labels for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is a, so I, I was a journalist before I did the whole marketing thing. And it's just a very, like, I could think of a million scenarios, but this would actually be. I mean, specifically, like, at a car show, like, all of a sudden, like, you're getting different perspectives and different accounts of, you know, these cars. It's, it's, it's again, live, and, like, I can see this being, like, something that people really – I've been to shows, and people – a CEO will say something, and, you know, you'll get 10 different tweets taking it 10 different ways, <laughs> you know, before the guy's speech is exactly. even done. Exactly. So, like, that one comment. and so, Exactly. And one key thing about Loki is we don't have commenting. Right. Because because that's what distorts everything. It's you're you you're not mm. watching the content anymore. You're listening to what everyone else is and saying. You want about to see it. the few that just happened between yeah. those three people that just went off the yeah, rails. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you only yes, you only care about the polarizing views because it's so ridiculous. You're like, I can't believe that dude said that. Yes. And yeah, you're, right? not, you're no longer watching the event, which is why Facebook Live doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Are you going to have some sort of reaction to it? I mean, there has to be some yes, sort of reaction. Yes. So right? what There's, we what okay. we what we're con- what we're conceptualizing is the idea of doing objective scoring. So you can score different aspects of someone's content. You can score the accuracy of their reporting, your attitudes towards their commentary, and just the overall quality of their video. Mm-hmm. And those scores will be tabulated, and both the consumer and the reporter can get anonymous data on how people rate what what they're doing. So, so just to be clear, so the viewers can't comment, but they can react. Correct. But but the the the. the the journalist will be able to add their commentary, basically. Yes. The, okay. The journalist by, vid- by, yes. by, by, by talking, though, but right. not right. like they can. Okay. Well, well, we, what we were thinking about doing is they might be able to, like, have a description. They can type a quick description to have it scroll across the bottom of the screen. So if someone's entering into the middle of a perspective, they can gain, like, a broad understanding of what that person's specifically t- displaying. Nice. So cool. So so we, we were kind of talking about this a little bit uh, before because we got to talk about it. Loki. So <laughs> it's, the, it, it's the Norse god of what? Is it a of North chaos? Star? Of chaos. <laughs> chaos. Oh, yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. So that's why you did it, right? Is that why you need a it? little bit? <laughs> so before Not we started casting, media, Andrew's media telling us, is chaos. <laughs> he was telling us uh, he's a he's a big uh, superhero guy. Yeah, here. exactly, uh, absolutely. Well, now who are your favorites then again? Marvel and DC. So Marvel, it's got to be Iron Man. In DC, it's got to be Batman. Yeah. And obviously, their their skill sets, their powers are very similar. And there's kind of a reason for They're that. Just billionaires. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, I'm a huge tech nerd, and I'm I, my idols are like the Steve Jobs is in Elon Musk's is well Elon Musk might be freaking Iron Man yeah well and, <laughs> exactly. and, and you know so obviously you know once you make your first billion are you going to become Loki <laughs> the superhero <Yeah. laughs> that's the ultimate goal right right yeah that's too obvious yeah. you couldn't possibly be Andrew <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the goal that's that's absolutely why I'm doing this to yeah. become a superhero hey we're all motivated by different things <laughs> hey, I want a Tesla you want to be a superhero <laughs> hey Same it thing. works it completely works so uh, so we're in IQ right Tell us how you got into that. I mean, where, where are you at at, at uh, school? Are you, did you graduate? Are you still in school or what? So funny enough, I actually graduated out of UConn in spring of 2016. So I've been okay. out of school for a year. I've been working on Loki full time ever oh, since I graduated. Great. The idea was conceptualized when I was a senior. And 
I, I came out of the digital media and design program. So my background is in user experience design and Great, web yeah. development. And I just wanted to create something. And I had this idea for, it really did initially start off with like, what if you can watch a concert and switch to any perspectives you want from people who are really? in the crowd in the front yeah. row? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and then I saw the potential it had for real events and the whole idea of reality and perspective and, and how prevalent and that you're is. Like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we kind of sensed this, this need for it in the market early. Um, now, have you completely discounted the sort of the, the other hand of that? Like the, like you're saying about the concert sort of thing, because I mean, yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Um, our, our intention to enter into the market is through news events because that is such a prevalent right. high okay. topic yep. going on. We think we can really penetrate customers in an effective way and make a difference. And once we get that and once we bring on some media networks to create like a real decentralized version comprised of both media and citizen reporters, we then have the opportunity to expand into other sectors of the media. I mean, imagine watching your favorite sporting event, watching your favorite team, and switching to any angle of the arena to watch your favorite team play. Oh, watch that's, that's yeah. yeah that that going up some big dogs right there right. <laughs> and, yeah, right and obviously there's a lot of copyright stuff involved with oh, yeah. that coverage yeah. which is why we need to break into getting the media networks involved before we get somebody to at point. mlb their ears are burning right <laughs> now like <laughs> yeah, exactly but we could also greatly reduce the cost for video production mm -hmm. because they're not doing all the video it's through the people at the game mm -hmm. okay so i i just you know I'm, I'm such a music junkie i'm a news junkie too but like again like there's there's concerts and i can't be at every one and have you know all those perspectives but then the news side of things like you said this is a hot topic there's mm -hmm. and there's so much biased information out there so being able to like really take it in for yourself that's that's a really fascinating concept. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So so you were out of school for a year, but then so how'd you get back to IQ? I assume you knew about IQ before you left, or were you uh, part yeah. of like? How'd that I go? knew roughly what it was. I'd heard about it at school. Um, I had friends who were like, as a joke, like, oh, you can get free money. Like, let's come up with a cool idea and yeah. get fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. But it never ended up panning out because honestly, at the end of the day, you have to be very passionate about what yeah, you're right. working mm -hmm. on. Uh, so I had no intention of ever doing IQ. When I graduated school, I was like, I'm not a student anymore. I got to figure out how to do this shit on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I connected with Connecticut Innovations. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I had connections through the digital media and design program, and I, had, I was able to get a meeting with someone there. Mm -hmm. And I gave a very rough pitch early on of what this was. They were interested. They kind of got the general concept. And they kind of pointed me in the right direction to the right people, finding my first mentor. That mentor led me to the next one. So the next one got me into the Accelerate program that Kevin Booley yep. does. And uh, in Kevin Booley's presentation that I gave, Dave Noble, who's a professor at UConn, was in the audience. Yeah. And he said, why not? Just yeah, do well, it. Yeah. So on a whim, we kind of did it. We didn't do any of the preparation that IQ <laughs> provides early on. We kind of jumped in as a wild card. Yeah. And when we came into the presentation, I think we kind of just surprised everyone because our our background is in technology and development where everyone else had or just had ideas. And we'd been working on this for a year already. So we came in with a functional alpha. So we had a, oh, we really? built our so live you, video oh, streaming so you're platform. Like, you're like there. Yeah. Already. So wow. we have we have a working version of our technology That's already. Dope. And we presented that to the crowd and they were like, 
whoa <laughs> yeah yeah damn just, yeah not, not expecting that yeah so so i guess wild so, card yeah <laughs> so let, let's talk about that because you know some of the people came in here with an idea and they had to get to a business level yeah. and everything like that you came in with a working alpha like how did that change the whole incubator process i mean obviously you were passionate enough to work on it for a year outside yeah. of school right. and, you know and hustle that do that whole hustle yep. so tell us a little bit how that was maybe different and 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 maybe also, how did that differ from your interaction with the other incubators? Sure, that's that's an awesome question. So my philosophy, obviously I'm a young entrepreneur, but my philosophy from what I've read from Steve Jobs is like my biggest idol of all yep. time. And it has to come down to the product first. You have to build the experience before you try to develop a business around it. And I think the philosophy of trying to develop a business and then figuring out what the product is out of a business plan just fundamentally doesn't work. You have to be pretty lucky to come to the right conclusion to that extent. So I'm always of the impression you have to build an awesome product before mm -hmm. you can figure out how to make a business out of it. So that was our intention right off the bat from the beginning. So yes, yeah, so we did come in late, or we came in from a completely different direction so from you everyone else. So you didn't go to the free pizza nights? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's true. No, we did not. The free pizza was not a draw. The first three entrepreneurs were definitely into the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jacqueline funny. especially. Oh, uh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had no involvement. I didn't even know there was free pizza. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I would have gone if there was. <laughs> so, so you came in right to the pitch. So, okay. Right, so Yeah, so we submitted the application, found out we got uh, an opportunity to pitch, came into the pitch, and then we found out that we placed second. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we, it was all like very fast and we didn't really expect it to happen. Um, so yeah, so we came into the incubator to your question earlier ahead of the game in to some extent, but also behind to others in that we come with no business background. We're, we're an engineering design focused team. I don't need to make money on an app. An app can, <laughs> can, can yeah, let's just build it. something yeah. cool and give it away. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Um, so this program was particularly helpful for me as a young upcoming entrepreneur with no business experience. I've never, I'd never taken a single business class up until this point. So this was an awesome opportunity for me to really dig in deep about how the business world works and then the connections to these, to these mentors and all that. And then really the key awesome thing that came out of this was the ability to explain what the product was in a much more effective way. Because when you're working on this thing for a year, when you're deep into the technology of it, you kind of get inside your own head yep. about how you can explain it. And you kind of either explain it too technically or too yeah. broadly. So a huge part of this was helping me really convey the message out. Yeah. And I worked very closely with Keith Fox, who runs it. Um, we spoke at least two or three times a week via Skype to really talk Where does about. Keith get all this time? Yeah, no, you're, like, again, other entrepreneurs say the same thing. <laughs> does this dude just like live in front of his computer? <laughs> dude, this, this guy is um, impressive. He worked at Apple for 15 years. He worked at Cisco for another 15 some odd years. He's been a, he's a hugely successful guy, brilliant business person. And I think like really his passion at the end of the day right now is just to give back mm. and help these young guys come out. And it's, it's amazing. And it, it's really motivating. Yeah. I think if I ever get to his point, I would absolutely do the same thing. Yeah. No. That's, and that's I mean, cool. and that's what we need. We need mentors like yeah, that. Right? Exactly. But I will have to say you talking about like you being an engineer and trying to explain your product. Like in my mind, I was just thinking like Silicon Valley and Richard Hedden. And <laughs> like, I like the test demo. He's like, how do you not know what who, uh, how do you not know what Pied Piper is? He's like, he's like, it's a middle out compression. Yeah, exactly. Like, like three hours later. Exactly. Like, he writes oh, on a board and he fills yeah. up the whole board. Yeah. 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 
yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we, we tune in every Sunday night, the whole team. Right now, I'm sleeping on an air mattress with the rest of my team in carriage apartments, which is this little uh, we carriage house. Yeah. We, we don't carriage. I, I, we were talking yeah. about X-Lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, boy. I, I assume. Uh, I, I, Dating uh, myself. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say is that I went to a Kanye West concert back in the day here. Like We, <laughs> we, we were here when spring weekend was spring weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like we spring mi- I missed that boat. My, yeah. yeah, my most vivid memory of spring weekend is an overturned car on fire. Yep. <laughs> I've, uh, I've oh, seen yeah. the yes. pictures. Oh, sure. I've, I've, yeah, I have the memories. Oh, man, we're dating ourselves, <laughs> awesome. dude. We are. Yeah, but um, no, this this is this is this is very very interesting. And so, um, so again, that that process. So you again, you learned all the business and everything like that. And um, what anything else that from like the IQ perspective that like that really pushed you that you were really challenged with? I mean, I mean, obviously the coding side was mm. was you had it kind of yeah. you know in the back of your hand. So it's like, what what was the challenging part of IQ? Yeah, I think I think a big thing for us is figuring out what exactly our value proposition was when pitching Um, because our whole platform really is focused around needing users and having people go Mm -hmm. out and do these things. So how do we pitch ourselves and brand ourselves around the, the philosophy that people will say, yes, I want to go out and do this. Mm -hmm. So really working with honing in our brand, the relentless vision and execution of how we create a, decentralized media service and how we can convey that message to people to get them to want to go out and be reporters. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of our biggest assumption that we're relying on, which is at the end of the day, is this something that people want to do and want to be a part of? Do people want to have multiple perspectives? Um, And I think at the end of the day, I'm a very optimistic person. I think millennials in particular growing up in a world of global connectivity, they want, they, they are more inclined to see multiple perspectives. Oh yeah. Absolutely. For sure. So it's been really just trying to, it's been figuring out our, our value proposition in those terms and figuring out how can we, how can we market ourselves to, to put ourselves on the table over a Facebook or a Periscope, yeah. which has tons of users already. Mm-hmm. Was there was there any part of the IP or IP, sorry, uh, IQ that kind of didn't jive with your team that, that kind of... Um because again, we like to we like to always look, look at kind of like what what challenged the company, what was good with the company, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, well, I I mean, I was really the only uh, me Case, who's one of our other, he's our lead designer. He he helps a lot. He assists with some of the business stuff as well. He came to a couple of the IQ classes, but I was really the person who attended all of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of the business li- liaison of the company now. And I think for me in my terms for my own individual knowledge, I don't, I didn't have any really major issues with it, but yeah. I felt that if I had brought the team on, it would have been a waste of time for them because yeah. again, we need to get this thing out there. We need to develop an right. efficient, reliable product. It's not a product development focused program. Mm-hmm. So if I brought the team in for this once a week, every week for whatever, 10 to six every night, every day, yeah. it would have been a waste of time for the team. So maybe if there was a little bit more, focus on the development maybe if they brought mentors with engineering backgrounds maybe mm-hmm. that would maybe that can improve the experience mm. bring on the whole team and that's i think that's a that's a very key point that yeah. in an accelerator and incubator not the entire team has to be there yeah and it's not for the entire team mm-hmm. sometimes because maybe there's a development boot camp that again the ceo of the business development side right. wouldn't go to right of kind course of thing. so i think that that's actually something that we haven't heard and yeah so, so that's, a, that's a great perspective right yeah. perspective ah, the, oh, bring yeah. it all back. Yeah. okay right. that's right. exactly right so, you'll get a, everyone will get a very good understanding 
understanding of IQ yeah, if yeah. you listen to this whole podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrap so, it up um, there. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Andrew, um, next steps for the company. What are you looking for? Are you looking for these citizen reporters? Are you looking for some reporters in Connecticut? Like, how can people get in touch with you? Tell us like that. Yeah, so uh, we're currently in development of our consumer prototype. So we, had the, we built out our back-end technology. Mm. We've proven that it works several times. It's fairly reliable. And we're developing the platform for iOS, Android, and web. Mm -hmm. So we're creating a web viewing platform. You can't broadcast through the web, but you can watch events. Um, And we're aiming to have that done by late September this year. Okay. So we're going to, we're looking to start our early field trials by late September, early October. Uh, We are not totally sure where we're going to launch our field trials. It's very possible we do, that we end up, getting the UConn community very involved and try and cultivate mm-hmm. local news, interesting events. I've talked to UConn Athletics a little bit, actually. I was actually an athlete here, so I had some connections there to get some of the events that aren't getting covered mm-hmm. by the American Athletic Conference. So uh, there is an opportunity for UConn, whether it's it matches what our entry into the market is, which is going after like breaking news and yeah, current events, yeah. doesn't really fit the mold, but it could be a, a good pr- evidence kind of, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. people would want to use something like this. So there's also an opportunity for maybe going into Boston, New York area and try and launch some field trials where there is a lot of stuff going on, where anyone who's walking down the street, they see something crazy happen, they can just whip out their phone, open up Loki and do it. Mm-hmm. So we're not totally sure where our field trials are going to be, but we know it's going to be somewhere in this region, somewhere in the Northeast. Okay. Um, I mean, even if it was in Connecticut, Boston, New York, yeah. pretty big hubs. Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. New York? Where's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, is there uh, the ask, your ask uh, in the presentation? What was it? Was it? Are you are you looking for What's your ask? Yeah, so so our ask really is, look, we, we have the team. We got, we've, we've received funding from some prize money through some family and friends investing as of now. And we have what we need to get that consumer prototype done. What, we're, what we were asking for was really are there other perspectives? Are there other uh, realities, oh, other opportunities for how we can get from the, for, to the next milestone, the milestone after that, faster and more efficiently? So we kind of left it open-ended. We didn't ask for a specific number, but we said, these are our plans. This is mm-hmm. our reality. Yep. Can you influence it and give us more perspective and bring us to the next level? Interesting. All right. So, so maybe, so maybe the Ann Nybergs or the people in uh, around the state. Tom Some of those, some of those uh, people in the reporting field maybe get their perspectives. Yeah, or kind of for thing? sure. Absolutely. All right, cool. So if they, uh, if we have anybody in the media field uh, that wants to give you a perspective, where can they reach you? So you can. So if you want to get involved with it and know more about Loki, yeah. you can go to our website, Loki.live, L-O-K-I dot L-I-V-E. And right at the bottom, there is a, a form that you can just type in your email and you can be added to our newsletter. We'll send you updates on anything going on with Loki. And if you if everyone wants, wants to get in contact directly with me, my email is Ginz, G-I-N-Z, at Loki.live. All right, awesome. All well, right. Andrew, this is uh, that this is this is awesome. This is and it was yeah. again, it was a better, a, not a better, a different perspective on on the uh, the incubator, which is which is always great. And right, it, and it's cool that again you came in with a, with an alpha, so again you had a better perspective yep. on it. You know, so. exactly. My All right, drop. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. All right, Andrew, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the CT Startup Podcast. We want to thank our audio sponsor, the Murphy Carolina Law Firm, our guests for their time and input our production company, Sublime Exposure Online, and of course you, our listeners, for helping make all this possible. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, our webpage at ctstartup.com, and our Twitter at ctstartupcast. 
please make sure to join our newsletter for all the latest information on Connected Startups. Oh, 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 o